Fuck me harder. Fuck me harder, daddy. Fuck me like the I am. Put it daddy. I don't even care. I don't care who sees me. Them can't fuck with me. They can't see a like yours. Fuck me, daddy. Fuck me, dad. Oh, hello. I'm Derek, and I'm the host of Ratchet Book Club. We read hood classics and good classics, and that means anything from Old Thought Next Door to The Phantom Tollbooth. We read a few chapters every episode, and then we discuss what we thought of each chapter before we get to the next one. It's pretty enlightening. Sometimes you find out things you never knew, like did you know that somebody's... Ratchet Book Club. We're available on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, and anywhere else you really could think of good fucking podcast should be at. Scary Ghost. Creepy Serial Killers. All things that go bump in the night. Enjoy the view from the open shutters. <laughs> Hi, creepsters. I'm Barry Marino. And I'm Philip Landry. And this is Open Shutters. And we're into our, our fourth season which is death on the highway, uh, death on the open road, highway, homicides. homicides. Tonight's is a really, really, there's a little creep factor to this, a little warning. Some of it gets a little bit, ooh, I don't know. Some people would say gnarly. I've heard one another podcast describe this exact case as gnarly. No. Yeah, it's kind of. That's an understatement. It's sort of... That's accurate, but still an understatement. Yeah, this, this this is a really, really... I mean, we're talking creepsters. This guy's a serious creepster. He's not just a regular creepster. He is the god of creepsters. It's like a professional level of creeping. Yeah, okay. it, it, this is creepiness at its finest. It's like he studied creeping. Yeah, He wrote the book on creeping. Yes, yes, yes. And it's, um, it's a really... Really, it can be kind of disturbing. You need a real palate cleanser. You need to watch... After you listen to this episode, you're probably going to have to watch an episode of the Golden Girls or something to to cleanse your palate. Well, but besides all that, we got to let the people know it is Barry's birthday. Happy he, birthday, Barry. Yes, it is. And the gentleman never tells his age, so I'm not going no, to. No, don't, don't. I'm not going to tell my He's age. He's close to having the full uh, senior citizen discount, though. No, I'm past the senior citizen discount. No, full senior citizen discount. I'm, I'm, I'm close. No, to, full senior citizen. I'm just a little, I'm just a hair, I'm, I'm, I'm just a touch hair, a hair away from Medicare. Let's put it that way. Which is why I'm saying that's when you get the full senior citizen discount. But you see, I, I don't feel that old. I actually relate with people about 20 years younger than my actual True. age. Well, what all you did for your birthday week? Well, what it was really know? cool. Got my roommates and partner took me on a cruise. We had Aras, Will, uh, Curtis, who y'all hear is talking about sometimes. A steamboat cruise? And Lance, yeah, a steamboat cruise on a boat. Well, you know the Natchez had an accident and they're still, yeah. they're being rep- it's being repaired right now. So which one so were you we on? So we went on the City of New Orleans is the name oh, of this. Oh, okay. You know, I, I think that's the same one Arlo Gunthrie sings about. Driving okay. on the City of New Orleans. Oh, is that a train? 
I think that's. I think that's a train. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, this is a this is <laughs> a quote. It was really cool. We had the uh, the dinner cruise, which had a buffet style, but it wasn't buffet where everybody's serving themselves. You had the servers making your plate for you. Well, that's probably good. So it was a little more sanitary. <laughs> and then there was baked chicken. It was which was a boneless, skinless chicken breast with this uh, ragu sauce with onion with uh, mushrooms. Uh, there was this great pasta, seafood pasta with crawfish and shrimp in a cream, Parmesan cream sauce. And, oh, these potatoes. They they were, what they called the finger potatoes, those long potatoes. You ever saw those in the store? I think they sell them in a little bit. Yes. Well, these were, they were sliced in half and they were roasted to perfection with garlic butter and uh, garlic butter, rosemary thyme and olive oil there you go. it was absolutely awful and then they had these really wonderful green bean almondine and the green beans were fresh well, those they still beans. had a little crunch to them but they were the they were the thin green beans the french style oh yeah french beans yes. and then there was a and, and for dessert we had a choice between bread pudding with white chocolate sauce which i wasn't really in love with i was in love with the banana fosters over a vanilla ice cream that was good Ooh. that was really good you still rubbing your tummy over there. Oh yeah, and then um, and then we of course we had the cruise and we were riding on the river and we got to see the skyline in New Orleans at night. And oh, so it was, I got some the, pictures. This was during the sunset page. cruise. This was the evening. This was the evening. It started. Well, that must have been pretty. It's, we we um, we boarded at six p.m. and had dinner and then it sailed at seven and we came back to shore at nine. Oh, so that's literally the sunset. Absolutely awesome. One of the one one, and it, you know, as humid and hot as it is in New Orleans, because everybody out there who listens, if you're not from New Orleans, you know what our weather's like in July and August. Oh, it's God. the worst. But on that river cruise, you had this beautiful breeze. It, it's weird. Anytime you get near water, there's a breeze. <laughs> I don't know. I've been to Miami, and when you get on that beach, that, all you feel coming off that ocean well, is that's hot, a go- oh, hot, wet air. I'm talking about like when you get near moving water, like a river yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah so the then, the, so then the next night, you were, you had a part in this. We went to my favorite oh, Mexican <laughs> restaurant, Don Jose's. <laughs> it's all of our favorite Mexican restaurants, isn't it? And... Um, I like the tortilla soup. Oh, yeah, you had the tortilla soup. I had the uh, shrimp. Uh, the, they, they called it the, the quesadilla del mar, which is two shrimp quesadillas. And it's supposed to have cheese sauce on one of them and this green stuff on the other. But I don't like the green stuff, so I had them just put cheese sauce on both of them. So I ate that, and that's what these old stinkers did to me. The next thing I know, I hear, bam, somebody clapping, and there's a sombrero on my head. Ha! <laughs> And they sing a happy birthday to me in Spanish. And everybody in the restaurant is joining in and clapping hands. And I'm the center of attention. Not that much. Oh, you know you injured it. Yeah, but it was a little bit embarrassing. You even having a selfie taken. Yeah, I took a selfie. That was a good photo. Actually, it's on on our Open Shutters Twitter page. It will be, yes. You see, it's on there already. Oh, good. I already already tweeted it. yes. So yeah, so and so today, I decided to gift myself for my birthday. So I went to a coffee house, PJ's Coffee, which is a local coffee house here, and I got a latte and two croissants. And I sat in the car while I was waiting for Philip. He was in the uh, subway getting his sandwiches made, and I put on Moon River and ate the croissant and drank the coffee just like Audrey Hepburn. Yes. And, 
and yes, breakfast ma'am, at Tiffany's. Honey. All I was missing was Tiffany's. I, ah. I ch- channeled my ah. inner uh, my inner Audrey Hepburn. Ah. <laughs> so uh, what's going on with well, you? Also, uh, well, first off, apologize if my voice goes in and out. I'm got a little like sinus little thing, whatever. You know. I'm fully vaccinated, so hopefully it's not a breakthrough infection. We'll hope not. <laughs> no, I don't think it is. Um, anyhow, but we also the other uh, last night we had actually went by the Pet Smart, whatever, and we, you know, we were going to get some things, whatever, and we uh, they actually had the adoption part back open, and they had a ton of kittens. Oh, I wish I could get one. We didn't already have two cats. I, know. I, would I wanted get to one. get one so bad, but like I wanted to tell people. During last year, in 2020, there were a lot of pets that were adopted because everybody was in lockdown, but there's less of that going on now that everything's kind of opened back up. And I just want people to consider if they, you know, have some space, they have the room, they have some time, at least go adopt an animal, cat or dog, especially uh, with seeing all these kittens. That would, I mean, yesterday I would say if, if you really can bring a cat in your home, it is less maintenance than a dog. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not, not that I'm discouraging dogs. If you can do that, do that as well. But um, any animal you can go help, definitely go to your local SPCA or, or other shelter and adopt. Yeah, you know? cats are rather low maintenance. You know, you could actually go on vacation and leave enough food and water for your cats. And they'll be great about a week later. But dogs, they need more care. But if, and also for a friend, it's so easy if you do have to have them to cat. So they just go in, they change out the stuff, they leave. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and you know, it's like um, like with uh, dogs, so, but not, now the advantage I have with dogs is you could take them places, you could True. take them to the park. True. You could, you could walk them, you know. You can could, could take them to the bar here yeah, in New Orleans. Yeah, the bar's in New Orleans. <laughs> if you got a little bitty baby, if you got a little puppy or something, a little small dog, and all these queens that don't know all over that little puppy. They love it. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, the quarter. The quarter loves dogs. Oh, yeah. The quarter absolutely loves dogs. You just got to make sure you have your little bags with you for when they drop. Yeah. Because you don't want anybody stepping in anything. No, you um, They got a huge fine fee on that. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's the advantage dogs have. And the advantage cats have is that you can leave them for an extended amount of times because they're so independent. You know, they, they just... They go, they, they, you know, you leave them, they just take care of themselves. They, they, you know, well, they, and that's the reason, that even though I love seeing the little kittens, I can't get another kitten, is because my cat, he's never had another animal around. And just because of the way we see him play with his toys at times, he's a little rougher than he would know. So if we ever get an animal, it's going to have to be a much, it's going to have to be an adult cat. Yeah, we had a friend. Who is, she's really big into rescuing animals. She's the ultimate animal lover. I think we even nicknamed her Peter. <laughs> yeah, I think we did. But she rescued a silk chicken yeah, silk out, of chicken. The, out of Lafayette Park in, in Metairie, Louisiana, right outside New Orleans. Oh, yeah. And she needed a carrier to keep him in. So Philip donated his, his, his time and his money to buy a cat carrier so that she can continue rescues. That was really awesome, Philip. That's one of the, the, you really outdid yourself on that one. 
I love the animals too. I just I was, I was just not can't. I'm limited on what I can can't do. So when I can do, I try to. You know. So whether we. I'm uh, very proud of her though. Her, her name's. I'm mean, not gonna give her full name out, but I'll give her first name, Rebecca. Yeah, we are gonna. She give her is name. amazing. We love you, Rebecca. We love yeah, what you. Yeah, Rebecca, do. you are a sweetheart. You know, and you do so much for the animals. So she is. She is. She she's she's a savior to the animals. She she's she's like their Jesus, I guess. <laughs> oh, am I going to get it from the Christians now, aren't I? <laughs> it's, she's our Lady of Laffineer Park. <laughs> yeah, Lady of Laffineer Park. Our Lady of Laffineer Park. She's a blessed mother of the rescue. <laughs> the blessed mother of the rescue. <laughs> she's going to laugh if she hears about it. Oh, so anyway, um, uh, what are we talk talking about next? What we've been watching. First of all, oh. let's go, we're talking about, we saw a couple of movies. We saw a movie this week and last week. So let's talk about the movie we saw last week. We saw The Forever Purge. Yeah. Okay, I liked it, but I think they need to stop. I do too, and you know what? Because they, this was the final thing that. And they're almost too, real too much to what's happening in real life. Well, that's part of the purge series anyway. Was it's the yeah, movie. and it's like my personal feeling is I like to go to the movies for escapism, rather than seeing what's really happening outside, happening. You know what really right. could happen. And that's what, you know, I, I just, that that's a problem I have with the Purge well, movies. And that's the opposite of what we saw this week, really was escapism as its finest, was Escape from Tournament of Champions. That was the movie we saw this week. So how'd you like that one, the one this week, with Escape Room, Tournament of Champions? Oh, oh, that one was good. It was a lot of fun. That one really... You know, I have a tendency to fall asleep in the movie theater. I guess it's a That really did spin reality. But I did not, I didn't even... I didn't even nap during this. Of course, I did have a big old latte before we went in. <laughs> oh. I, like, I don't know if I can watch that. The, I don't, the escape room was actually funny because I had three reactions watching it. I don't want to give anything away. But these were the three reactions I had. At times, I was like, I was looking at characters when they were making poor choices. And I'm like, that were really poor choices. And I'm like, bitch, really? There were other times my heart was actually racing. You know, kind of deal. And then there's other times I'm just like like screaming at the thing, almost like want to scream at the thing and say, "Don't you see the fucking clue?" Like yeah. plain as fucking day. Yeah, right? yeah, it was a little predictable in, in ways yeah. too. But, uh, but anyway, so uh, TV. Well, you know, okay, well, you, I just started watching a TV show that started in November and it's already wrapped up its first season. Its second season's coming next. Uh, in September, yeah, it's not it's not August yet. It's called uh, Big Sky. Yes, I need to finish watching that. I started. I see what it's is. just a thriller. It has twists and turns everywhere, and it has some great stars in it. Uh, there's Ryan Phillippe. There's um, oh, what's her name? Um, the other one. I'm trying to think of who who what her name is. Well, there's two stars from. Silence of the Lambs in it. There's Brooke Smith. She was the girl in the pit that Buffalo Bill was keeping. She actually gained weight. She's not really heavy like that. She actually gained weight for that role. And then uh, Ted Levine also plays a sheriff, I believe it is. I hope they really did. He was Buffalo Bill. Did they really film that in Montana? I hope they did. It's set in Montana. I hope it was filmed in Montana because it was absolutely beautiful. Now, other stars are uh, Jesse James Keitel... Who is a trans, uh, a non-binary actor? Oh, and he's playing amazing. the transsexual hooker. Yeah, full, full trans in that. Yeah, yeah. 
And then there's also um, Kyle Bunbury and Brian Garrity, who is um, one one of the villains, and Dee Dee Pfeiffer, who is Michelle Pfeiffer's younger sister. She plays the the, the receptionist at the detective agency. And she is... Michelle Pfeiffer's younger sister, but she also... You remember Sybil Shepherd's show, uh, Sybil? Yes. She was Sybil's daughter. Oh. She played Sybil's daughter. And uh, let's, there's some of the other ones. I went, yeah, uh, uh, Brooke Smith is the... Um, I, I mentioned It's a really great cast. Michelle Farbs is another one. She, she's a wonderful actor. Now, John Carroll Lynch. You know who he is? He plays a, a cop in this, and he's the, the killer clown from American Horror Story... Which one was that? Freak Show? And, uh... Yeah. And, uh... Who else is on in this? Um, yeah, that, that's, that's about all we were mentioning. But anyway, it's a very, very good show. I recommend it. It's on Hulu. You can stream it on Hulu. It's an ABC show. And then I think it also streams on ABC.com, too. And, uh... What, what have you been watching? Well... Uh, it's funny you bring up John uh, Carroll Lynch. I think, uh, yeah, because he was on um, he was on the episode last uh, that was just loaded today of the American. Horror yeah, I saw Story. his him in the cast. Yeah, um, we're not really not going to give any spoilers. Wait, we really want to try to watch that. They had first two episodes were like a part one, part two, and um, that takes you. Uh, they were connected to the first season of American yeah. Horror Story, The Murder House. Yeah, it was connected to that. That's all I really want to say. And Matt Boomer. Yeah. Matt Boomer. There were, there were some funny moments in there. I mean, I like it. Some people are complaining online, but I really like it. And I Paris like, Jackson. I like it. Michael's daughter. Really, there's a little more humor and lightheartedness in that first couple of episodes. The one that got loaded tonight, uh, today, that's up right now on Hulu. Yeah. About the drive-in, which I thought they did. Oh that. yeah, we I did an episode. They, I, I think he did that specially for your birthday. It almost seems like he did because <laughs> he released it today. I did a drive-in episode on right. on this podcast in our first. Barry, season. you are going. I know that was you haven't got to watch it yet. You're going to love it. That was when you were sick and you couldn't do the podcast, and I had to drop an episode. Yeah, and I didn't know what I was going to do, so I took a page from my old bad movie blog about the drive-in. And I decided to do that because it was Blood Feast was the movie. That was literally... Now, that's actually our first movie review. Yeah. Well, it's just funny because I really think... I know you haven't got to go see it. And I'm telling the people out there, go watch... Even if you don't... I mean, I know there's a lot of hate out there on the first two episodes. I liked them. Yeah. But this third one... I liked them, too. I this they were third good. episode, oh my goodness. It is great. Well, I I can't wait to see it. I got to wait for everybody in the house because they all want to see it too. Oh yeah, no, it's it's <laughs> totally. It had Barry written all over. <laughs> I don't know if Ryan Murphy was doing that for you or not, but it seemed like he was. Ah, that that would be just like him, actually. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about some fun little reality things out there as well that are kind of out there. So yeah, you were mentioning that you watched the celebrity dating game. Oh yes, <laughs> they got in some more episodes too. I was laughing. It's such a fucking mess. Why does Michael Bolton look so confused? <laughs> Unless he's singing. When he's singing, he's, he's Michael Bolton. But when he's sitting there talking, he's like this dotty old man. It is bizarre. Isn't it? Oh, my God. It is so bizarre. And it's so strange because sometimes he'll actually flirt 
with the the mystery get celebrity guest. Yeah. And it's kind of awkward. I'm sitting here. I'm like, I guess only because he's Michael Bolton he can get away with this. But this is really awkward. Watching. Sometimes he'll even do it. Sometimes if 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 the guy's kind of hot, you'll even pick up a little nuance there of Michael Bolton kind of flirting. The only guy I saw on there was uh, Carson. What's his name? Oh, you haven't watched enough though. There's several. Cause uh, gosh, there's been uh, Tyson Beckford, Nolan Gold. Um, uh, are they all? Are they all male on male, or are they some male on female with with back? No, male on female. And then there's actually there's actually a female on female. Or whatever there's that. Yeah, yeah. They 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 they're very much. I mean, I I watched. I think it was the first two or three episodes. I forget which, but but I was I was like, good lord, what is wrong with Michael Bolton? First of all, baby, lay off the Botox. You're looking like a wax figure. Oh, honey. And second of all, good lord, it's almost like there's some. You know, sometimes I hate to 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 say it. You know, say the word dementia, but. Sometimes people that are suffering from that, like him, you know, when they sing, they're themselves again, and then and they, they, then they go back into the shell. I hope not. I hope. Not I hope not that. too. But he, there was an incident where he was being uh, he was being interviewed on the morning show, and he fell asleep during the interview. So I'm kind of. I mean, it does seem like Zoe Deschanel is kind of caretaking him at times on that. Yeah, and he's kind of. <laughs> just, I love Michael Bolton, but honey, it's it's very it's very bizarre. One of the things Michael Bolton always looked <laughs> ten years younger than he actually was, but he's caught up. He's 68 and he looks it now. You know, he can still sing though. And when he sings. It's but he's Michael Bolton again. Well, you know what it is. I think singing comes from a different part of the brain, and I think they say it's one of the parts of the brain that really. It's one of the. I mean, not that we're trying to brand Michael. Like people don't come after us. If he is, he is, and we feel bad for him if he's going through dementia. Yeah. But they do say as you get older, even if you don't experience dementia or Alzheimer's or anything like that, like on a full scale, you still as you age, your brain ages. Yeah. But the music center of the brain is one of the ways to reconnect somebody and get their things rewired. So a lot of times that's why nursing homes and things, they'll bring in people that can do uh, sing old songs with people and things like that just to help reactivate that part of the brain, which can help the entire brain health. So. Yeah. Let, let me explain to everybody why we, we talking about this. Um, he, uh, the, the, one of the formats of the show is, is there's a celebrity, and then there's three bachelors or bachelorettes, and they ask him questions just like the old day game. But the, the, the bachelors and the bachelorettes don't know who the celebrity is. They have to guess who he or she is. Yes. And then Michael sings a song with a lot of clues. And he seems so on target when he's singing. And when he's singing, he's Michael Bolton again. He seems focused and everything. But when he's sitting there, he's like... And when he's trying to, you know, when he's trying to do banter or joking, it's almost like it's recite, like he's reading the cue cards or something. But there are some bizarre, dirty old man moments with him too. Like, well, you know, that's 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 actually common in a dementia situation. They get people <laughs> go get sexually look at the Carmen Electra episode. You'll see what I'm talking about. They get okay? a little. They get they get a little uh, sexually inappropriate, males and females. It was it was weird seeing that side of Michael Bolton. He was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, because he always had this romantic interest. You know, even they had that awful Valentine's Day show on Netflix. Oh, Did you see that? Oh, God. oh, that was that, and Bill Murray's Christmas episode, terrible right. on there. All right, where are we at now? Uh, and so, yeah, the only other thing that has kind of started, been going on a couple of weeks, is Big Brother. I don't want to say much, but if y'all are Big Brother fans, Curtis a, watches that. It's an interesting season with this new team factor thing. We may talk about more of it later on, but I just say if y'all haven't got into it, get into it. I even get into the live feeds. I actually turned on the live feeds one morning and saw some shirtless guy just sleeping in his bed in the morning. Because, <laughs> you know, they're two hours behind in Los Angeles. So oh, you watch it online? And I'm watching the live feeds. So I'm here drinking my hey, coffee. Hey, ain't new, did he? Well, I don't think they ever show anything because they pan the cameras off or whatever. But the, the guys are kind of hot this season. And they got a lot of them walking around shirtless. Yeah, well, they always walk around shirtless and shoeless and everything like that. But uh, now you, you'll see them in the shower, and every when they take a shower, they behind this scrim or something. But you see their head, and people go up to them and talk to them in the shower. I never saw that happen what's anywhere really, I live. Wait, what's really weird this year is they have the have-not shower and the have shower, and they're right next to one another. And it looks—I don't think it's a wall. It looks like there's a curtain between the showers, and it's just weird when you have. You see, and there's a guy showering here, and this other girl showering over here, and all they got is this curtain in between them. And when they have a showmance, I know they called it the showmance, but sometimes it'll be between two guys, sometimes it'll be between two girls, sometimes between two of the opposite sex. And, like, the, the, the season I watched, it was Mickey and that Botox-looking girl. Oh. And, uh, and are they having sex? Because they know they're on camera all the time. What do they have to? They have to find like a a. Well, sometimes they have a room they can go sometimes into. Sometimes I've seen where they show people wrestling underneath the uh, sheets and shit. I've seen that before on the show. Or did they just do it right there on camera? But I think they're told if they're gonna do something, they have to at least be covered, like underneath the covers. Like I guess it's part of production. Because I, I mean, if they're having a romance, something physical's happening too. You know? Oh yeah. Not living in the same house. You well, know? they're yeah. having people in showers together. They've seen that over the years. There've been people in beds, but they usually have covers pulled over. Them. There was one of them from this. See, this was seasons about ten, maybe fifteen years ago, and boy wound up doing gay porn, or he had done it before that. His name was James. And I saw some of his gay porn movies. <laughs> oh Lord! Say yes, you know. Well, if 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 you're into it, go ahead and watch it. It's a little bit different this season, but uh, there's Big Brother, it's a, and it's got the live feeds on Paramount Plus, honey. Um, anyhow, on the news, just a couple of things we want to talk about. Uh, still, free Britney, Britney Spears. I give her props. She went off on the family and ever, and she tore them to shreds on Twitter. And and I am there for all of what she had to say. Okay. If y'all haven't gone seen it, look it up online. Y'all can read the full tweet or whatever. But you're going to be quite impressed with Britney Spears. I'm also proud, though, that they finally allowed her to hire her own lawyer. Yeah, good. That good. Which, good, which yeah. is very important to the movement. Uh, other courtroom stuff, uh, talking about courtroom stuff, and especially talking about Olympic stuff, because the Olympics are starting tomorrow, uh, the 23rd, the crazy Olympics with the, during, the, during the pandemic. Uh, but anyhow... They come to find out the FBI failed in their investigation of Larry Nasser. You remember Larry Nasser who got convicted for uh, molesting all the gymnast ladies and everything? Yeah, yeah. And young girls? Yeah. 
So the FBI actually knew well ahead and could have saved a lot of young ladies and women and, and girls a lot of grief if they would have investigated earlier. They really fumbled on that. They knew earlier than they had claimed. Oh, wow. So the FBI is actually under fire for, for that shit. As they should be. Hell yeah. That, that you want to talk about a scumbag, low-life hemorrhoid, that's Larry Nassar. Yeah, I know. I, I, I know about him. Fucking so. asshole. Anyhow, so that's all we really had much on the uh, news, you know, little things out there we wanted to talk about. But you got a few obits for us, huh? Yes, I do. We don't have too many obits tonight, and we can make it make it pretty fast. We have one big one that's the, the, the big locally and pretty well known nationally, but we'll get to him in a minute. First one I want to say is Night Court star Charlie Robinson. He died at 75. He's most recognized for his character Mac in the sitcom Night Court. He's a veteran actor of stage, screen, and television. And he passed away at um, Ronald Reagan uh, UCLA Medical Center on the 11th of July, 2021, from cardiac arrest and multi-system mm. organ failures. Due to septic shock and uh, metastatic adonic, or I guess some kind of cancer, that is. That sounds horrible, um, uncomfortable way to go. Yeah, he's... um. His work includes he had the Best Actor Image Theater Award and Fred Award for uh, Simon and the Whipping Man, a Best Actor Ovation Award for Troy in Fences, and then he was a Cameo Award winner for the film Secret Sound of Miss Letty and Me. Um, he's uh, he's done stints on Buffalo Bill, Home Improvement, Mom, Heart of Dis- D- Dixie. NCIS, The Guest Book, and Films, The River, Set It Off, Antoine Fisher, uh, uh, Antoine Fisher, Jackson, Even Money, and he survived by his wife, he survived by his wife, uh, Dorlita, and his children, Luca, Charlie, Christian, and Byron, and grandchildren, great-grandchildren, daughters-in-law, and his dog, Nala. Uh, so rest in peace, Charlie Robinson. All right, our next is this is uh soap fans will know this guy, Stuart Damon. He's uh best known as the Dr. Alan Quatermain on the ABC daytime drama General Hospital. Did you ever watch that? I know, yeah, not not like religiously or anything, but I know. Yeah, who but you're you know the core. Oh yeah, I know the, who you're talking about. Oh, the yeah. core family, and he was. Um, yeah. he was like the patriarch of that. And and we apologize. We actually we should have had him on an earlier episode. Yeah, because he died. We somehow he, missed him. He died so. at, uh, in the you know at the end of June. At the end of June, yeah. So and, we're making uh, up for that. <laughs> yeah, we had to, we we missed him. We were supposed to have him on the last episode. Now um, he's also uh, you know was known for theater. And the first thing he was known of before General Hospital was Cinderella with Leslie Ann Warren, the 1964 Rodgers and Hammerstein television special, which starred Leslie Ann Warren. He played Prince Charming. His parents were Walter Pigeon and Ginger Rogers for the King and Queen. And uh, Leslie Ann Warren was Cinderella. And uh, Celeste Holmes was the fairy godmother, and she sang that song, Impossible. For a plain yellow pumpkin to become a yes, so yeah, so he was a prince charming in that. But his own thing he's known for he's is a beautiful uh, man. 
Yeah, he is 84 years old. The best thing he's known the most for today would probably be General Hospital. Because, um, I don't know, Cinderella is kind of, I wouldn't say forgotten, but the brandy one with Whitney Houston sort of kind of took, stole its thunder a little bit. So anyway, rest in peace, Stuart Damon. Dies at 84. All right, now here's, here's one that is very, very, um, here's one that's very um, big locally. It's a former Louisiana governor, one of the most flamboyantly Louisiana governors of all time. He's probably second to Huey Long. Yeah. Edwin Edwards. He was a high gambling, high living, four-term governor and three decades and he had three decades of dominance in Louisiana politics. But he was overshadowed by scandal and then he wound up serving eight years in prison for racketeering. He first became governor in 1971. Served two terms and then he had to sit out the next two terms where Dave Treen became governor. Came back again. No, I think Dave Treen was only one term. I think Edwards came I think he had to sit out one term. Yeah. Came back again, served two more terms. And then the second time and then he was beaten by Buddy Romer. Yo. And then he came back again. Now this was a this is the election that made news everywhere all over the country. His opponent was David Duke, the Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan. Oh God, I, re I remember. I was young when this happened. I remember. That. And Ed, the Ed Edwards was always there was scandal, scandal everywhere. They were always trying. They had tried him and convicted him many times. He was always being. He was in trouble constantly. And one, I remember the bumper sticker during that because nobody really wanted a Nazi in the governor's mansion. And all these conventions were going to cancel if Duke got elected. And, but then he had his little fans. He had his following Duke. But he didn't have enough of a following to, to win the governorship, thank God. Well, he didn't do well. And people have to understand, when you can literally cut the state in half... The South Louisiana is predominantly Catholic, mm -hmm. and definitely at that time was. There has been a little change, maybe something, but it's still and the KKK is still fairly Catholic, and the KKK is not very nice to Catholics. No. So, um, and so that that really was the catalyst for for Edwin Edwards' win was came down to Catholic Cajun country. Is really what it came down to, because they already expected New Orleans area to go to him. They expected some of the issues of David Duke to do fairly well up north, up north, and some of the real races. Well, they were doing areas. good in some of the some of the suburban areas in New Orleans where the white flight went yeah. to. Yeah, but but really, where things were predominantly Catholic, or even even certain immigrant, like uh, honestly, just not even just Catholic, but when you look at certain, uh, like the Italian communities, they didn't think kindly of the KKK. No. Because the KKK used to be really ugly towards the Italian communities as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a lot, it wasn't just, it wasn't just, just to be clear, yes, the KKK was, was horrible towards the black community, but there was several other segments. Oh, the Jewish community. Of commu the yeah. Jewish community. The, the, so when you add all those pieces up, it was enough 
to give Edwin Edwards the win. Well, one of his claims, his legacies, is that he got casino gambling here in, in, in Louisiana. Yeah. And it's so funny because so many, there were so many people opposing it. And now, how, Caesars is the name of the Superdome. Oh, God, I know, I know. The Superdome is the Caesars Superdome now. And they also, the Harris Casinos changed their name to Caesars. They're going to be a big presence in this city. Oh, yeah. And they're going to have a lot of political power, well, too. Well, Harris was already owned by Caesars Entertainment, but they're going to... Yeah, but they're using the Caesars name. They're going to rename the, the casino now? Yeah, and the new hotel. They're going to call it Caesars New Orleans? Caesars New Orleans, and because wow. they have the Super Bowl. They wow. have the Superdome. The so they Super want to make that connection they have the so Super people Dome. come spend the money down at the thing. Yeah, oh, yeah. And I'm wondering, uh, are we going to turn into a little Vegas or something? Well, this is the push. Okay, here's the push you're talking about there is that there's a push right now, and this might be what part of a deal or whatever happened, is I know they were the only allowed land-based casino Yeah. in New Orleans. They may change there's that. There's a fight for that, and now in order for them to get the name of the thing, they might have had to do that and give up rights. I know one thing they're trying to do is get slot machines Well, we're already expecting possibility of two different casinos. Number one, Richard Branson, you know the the guy yeah. that just went out of space, the vir- a virgin. He's thinking about setting up a virgin hotel and casino. Yeah. Um, you well, of course, there's a controversy with what happened to Hard Rock, but they still have, want to set up a casino. But there's still a, they, they got enough controversy with the collapse. They have to get a new contract. But you know all. who really wants in? Who's the biggest competitor of Caesars? MGM. Yeah. Resorts once in on New Orleans. And if MGM gets on New Orleans, nobody does entertainment like MGM. Well, I think the good thing about that is that I think it might clean up some of our crime. It would gentrify a lot. The amount of jobs that provided would be through the The thing about the gentrification is a double-edged sword. Yeah, it cleans up and gets rid of the crime. Vegas is going to be pissed But then again, there's no housing for middle-class people. Do you know how pissed Vegas is going to be? If oh, you're yeah. More yeah. And Biloxi, the Gulf Coast, too. So, anyway, getting back to uh, Edwards, he, uh, yeah. He, yeah, he had the David Duke, and then his third trial, they finally got him. But he got out of jail how long ago? About two years ago? And yep. then, uh, and he, you know, he had uh, all types of different ailments, and he went to hospice care about two weeks ago, and he died. Two weeks later, so Edwin Edwards, the most flam, second most flamboyant governor in Louisiana history, dead at ninety three. So okay, Philip, you um, you got Patreon and want to talk Patreon, about Patreon, huh? and then we got to do yeah. I know I'm trying to move it along because we this is a long opening. I know um, Patreon account uh, uh, www.patreon.com slash Open shutters. We have three tiers of support. Antoinette Frank, named after the notorious killer cop. All of our uh, tiers are named after notorious New Orleans killers. Our middle tour, uh, uh, that's our, um, our entry tour. Um, an entry tier. Tier, tier, not tour, tier. <laughs> Used to be a tour guide in this soul tour, so I guess that word's on my mind. Our mid tier is the Axeman, and our premium tier, which is one the best one to join, it is $25 a month, but it's you get some really, really cool stuff. You know, t-shirts, the print, without, autographed by us. 
and we really want you guys to support us. We we you know, we still paying on this laptop. We're trying to get some better equipment so we can get, you know give you better episodes. And we also um we want to go to the convention so we can take pictures and selfies with you guys. <laughs> Me and those selfies, huh? Selfies with the fans. Selfies with the fans. So anyway, um, you get really a lot of cool shit, especially if you stick with it. So anyway, those are our three tiers. www.patreon.com slash open shutters. All right, Philip. Now it's all yours with the you horoscope. You know what time it is. It's horoscope time. It's horoscope time. I do not condone this theme song. Well, yeah. you're getting it every week anyway. You join it now, though. <laughs> I'm going to record it with music and everything. With me saying I don't condone this theme song in the background. That would be funny. <laughs> All right, what you got for us? Oh, hell. Well, you know, since it is death on the open road, I just decided to run everybody, get everybody run over by a vehicle. Oh, okay. Any this Kia week. Souls? Huh? Any Kia Souls? That's no, my... no Kia Souls. No Kia Souls. You know, I saw a 2022 yesterday. Kia Souls. Oh, okay. they're ready. Don't, the way I, too, I, I knew it was a 2022 is they changed the logo, the Kia <laughs> logo. And it was purchased at the same deal, at the same color as mine, and purchased at the same dealership. <laughs> Just thought I'd throw that in since we talk about vehicles. Okay, go ahead. Well, let's see what everybody's getting mowed down by. <laughs> okay. Aries. Y'all are going to get run over by a fire engine. Oh, God. <laughs> probably oh, on, Lord. Probably that, that's on, scary. Probably on its way to a five-alarm fire, but <laughs> no one Aries. Oh, Probably because they got nosy enough to see where it was going and they got right Yeah, they were chasing it. it. No, not chasing, just getting out in front of it. <laughs> Dumbass. Taurus. Well, it'll probably be late at night in the darkness of the open road, but it'll probably be a low-flying alien spaceship. That takes a low-flying alien spaceship. Is that not a Carpenter song? <laughs> probably. It sounds like it. Huh? Interplanetary, <laughs> extraordinary craft. Yes, yes. Was that the Interstellar Policeman or something or whatever? It is? Yes. Yes, indeed. Gemini. Oh, I like Gemini. This kind of cute way to go out. Y'all are going to get run over by a 1977 sky blue Cadillac Coupe DeVille. Oh, that's a big ass car, too. Yes, <laughs> yes. Does it have long horns on the hood? I think they got some of that like instrumental music. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, from the seventies. No, 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 from the seventies. You know, you know the music whenever they have an action movie. They need some of that like in the background going on while they get run over. I like the. Um, I was talking about the horn that plays Dixie. You know. Oh no, no, I was talking about like the action movie music from the seventies, the instrumental. Ah, you remember that? Yeah, I remember that. Yes, indeed. Cancer. Oh, this is y'all. Oh, God. What's going to happen to me? Y'all getting taken down by... Well, maybe y'all are sent for delivery, but y'all getting taken down by the USPS delivery truck. Oh, <laughs> mail truck. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Bad enough, our mail's late all the time, and the truck has to run over me. <laughs> That's probably why they're having to deliver your ass. <laughs> <laughs> probably why. <laughs> but if you think That's crazy. Listen up for Leo. That's a Curtis, Leo. Oh, what's going to happen to poor Curtis? Oh, Curtis going to get taken down by a porn bait van while they're filming. Oh, my goodness. You know those porn bait films, right? 
Yeah, Vans. I know those po- yeah. Oh, oh yeah, like cruise. Sp- oh, those ones. Yes, I remember. Yes, yes. I remember those. I used to look at those in the in the two thousands and the nineties. I mean, there was one called Cruise Patrol, and they would be riding in the van, and they would pick some guy up, and they'd start talking. He say he wanted to ride somewhere, and they start talking to him. They go, "We ever touched another guy's dick?" Oh no, no, I'm straight. And then the next thing you know. Oh, did you ever, uh, did you ever blow anybody? Oh, hell no. That's, I'm not into that. Next thing you know, he's chomping down on it. Finally, you ever took it in the rear? Oh, no. Ew. Have you seen the other ones? <laughs> they got the, they got the guy first, and, uh, they make him think he's gonna have this, you know, girl. Oh, her. bait bus. And she, a uh, bait bus, and she's, you know, she's got her titties all out and everything, and she's just like, she's just making him feel like he's going to get whatever. So then they blindfold his ass. And the guy And they bring in, like, the young guy, the twink or whatever. And that's who's really giving him the blowjob. And he thinks it's a good... Uh, but you know what? I'm going to tell you. I thought those things were real at first. Until I saw the same guy getting picked up by five different buses and fooled. I'm like, what is this guy? An idiot or something? He keeps getting fooled, but he's... So now I knew. I said, "Oh, these are actors," and this is. Right. And, and it turned out there's like a whole, you know, there's a. It's like a genre of porn, and there's a, there's, you know, there's a roster of stars that just get in those buses. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> so mo- moving along from, from from our tangent about porn porn bait vans, we're moving on to Virgo. Virgo, we're taking it back to National Lampoon style. They're getting run over by 1971 Winnebago Brave. Oh. You remember that Winnebago Brave? Yes, I know what those things are. Oh, that, that sounds painful. <laughs> oh, but if it was a certain Virgo, I know would probably damage the Winnebago. Probably. Like acid, you know, melt it with the smell. Wow. <laughs> Well, we're going to move on along then. On yeah, let's move on along on that. Libra, that was your mama. That's my mama. Your mama. She, I think she'd like this one if she had to get run over. This is probably the cutest one, getting run over by a pink ice cream truck. Oh, that was her favorite color, pink. Yeah. And she loved ice cream. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> as long as she got, the, as she got hit, was getting the That woman had a, a notorious sweet tooth and never gained any weight. And, I, and never got diabetic. So what was her favorite ice cream flavor? Chocolate, a butter pecan. Oh, anything. <laughs> uh, pretty much anything. Strawberry. Oh, she loved the Neapolitan. She called it three flavors. And she liked to mix the three flavors together to make one Aww. big flavor. Oh, that's She cute. loved that. That's cute. Not so cute, Scorpio. Oh, you, <laughs> you know? and one of our future roommates. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I'm going to have a few. <laughs> More on him when he moves the in. The ambulance. <laughs> At least it's on the way to the hospital. And just hit your ride on the bumper or roll on quick. the wheel. Just you know, bump, 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 bump. they're going so fast. <laughs> and is that you too? Yeah, that's what I said. Oh, I've never conned a squirt. Well, maybe sometimes I am. I'm just, but when I when, if they if we're all going to get it, they're all going down. Oh, so what is? And I know who the next one is. Oh, the next one's my man. And what's happening to him? Sagittarius. He's going to be taken out. Real quick, by Midnight Blue Peterbilt 389 truck. That's what happens when you wear those sandals. <laughs> Peter Blue Symmetra's come after no, you. No, God! No, God! 
Barry said it. I didn't say anything. I said it. Barry said it. Uh, talking about people's men's is let's talk about Capricorn. Oh, yeah, there's another one. It's your partner. Yeah, he used to wear his sandals with socks. He probably likes he's about too. to get he's gonna get taken out by a Lincoln Hearse from the local funeral home. Well it's a, it's, a, it's black and like that part. Just like the ambulance for the Scorpios on the way to the hospital, this already may be on its way to the cemetery. Perfect. <laughs> Let's say it has a to trip. be a pur- maybe a purple hearse. Save you a trip, maybe you get a discount deal. Maybe for so, it. yeah. Y'all Aquarius is gonna hate me. Mm, I've been really nice to y'all for a while. Not this week. Not this week, Aquarius. I know y'all. I know some of y'all out there. You're gonna be throwing out some hate mail, but y'all gotta t- handle the truth. Sometimes y'all gonna be taken out by a damn garbage truck full of trash. Oh. Oh. The thing is, is it hitting you from the front or from the back? And we talk about a lot of trash on this show. Matter of fact, next the, the, the main story is about real good trash. And finally, Pisces. Oh, poor and Pisces. I'll, you know what? You I'm going to put it in song for them. One of my favorite little it's childhood songs. No, 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 no. No, no, no. That's I, a childhood song. No, no, no. The wheels on the bus go round and round. Oh, round and round, round they're going to get hit by a bus. The wheels on the bus go round and round. A school bus? through the town. Yes, a yellow, big ass yellow school bus. Oh. Don't take out the fucking Pisces. That's terrible. We'll do that to anybody. <laughs> Love y'all. No one likes school. All right. So anyway, we're going to uh, now run. I wanted to, to do a little shout out to the Ratchet Book Club, who's... Um, yeah whose ad you guys heard before in pre-roll. And um, yeah. I, I listened to a few of his episodes. It is hilarious. Yeah. And it'll give people a chance to scrape themselves off the pavement. Yes. So and he has, um, he does, he reads these things and he just, he just, um, he has these, he, you know, he uses all the language and everything. He did some Aesop's fables that were like mocked explicit. It's really, really funny. He's, a, he's hilarious. His name's Derek. He is hilarious, and he is a hoot. And now we're going to be doing, uh, um, it's going to be for podcast, what is the name of that again? It's um, Podcast Audio. This guy who helps you with your audio, he helps you with your audio, and he gives us tips. So we're going to be running his ad in mid-roll, and then we will be right back. Hey, do you have a podcast or maybe you're just thinking about starting a podcast? Well, I am Chris from Podcastic Audio, and here I show you tips and tricks on how to make your audio sound the best it possibly can with the gear you already have. With two years of experience on the Chris and Christine show creating the finest audio I possibly can make, I will show you the tips and tricks I have used on that show to make the audio sound fantastic. So if you have any podcast-related questions to your audio, you always can email me at podcasticaudio at gmail.com like this guy here did. His name is Joe. Joe writes in from the cast. Hey, Chris, when we all sit down together to record our episode, our audio is too low and it has a lot of echo in the recording. How do we make our show sound better? Well, Joe, is the microphone you're using rhyme with the name Betty? And is that microphone in the same room with you? 
I'd start with that stuff first. And for more podtastic audio information, you can go to anchor.fm slash podtastic audio, and you keep on making your amazing podcast. All right, we're back. And um, this is, uh, what, the second or oh, the third uh, series of Death on the Open Road Highway? Second, Rigo. We're actually back. Second, yeah. Yeah, we're actually back. To, we're only going to actually get to do three, season three, four, episode three regular episodes. Yeah, season four, episode two. And tonight we're covering the truck stop killer, Robert Ben Rhodes. Um, now, this is going to get a little bit, it's, there's some really creepy stuff in this this guy we talking creepsters he's not even a good creepster he's a creepy creepster he's a creepy crawler and uh we'll start a little bit about his his you know his life he was born uh, robert benjamin rhodes in council bluffs iowa in 1945 it wasn't it nobody really knows where he was raised, he was a lot of gambling in Council Bluffs. You ever looked at looked at the town of Council Bluffs? The city? No, it's a, it's a strange city in Iowa. They say it's a nice city. Probably not in 1945, though. I would imagine. Yeah. Now his father was a soldier in the United States Army. He was stationed in Germany, so he was raised mostly by his mother. And he attended elementary school when his father returned from duty overseas. After his father was discharged from the military, he worked as a firefighter. Now, uh, Rhodes' early life is yeah, relatively normal to a certain point, aside from mm-hmm. unspecified social problems in his, uh, in his social years. But they're still going to get some really uh, gross kind of shit going on. Um, when he was in high school, his father was arrested for molesting a 12-year-old girl. Oh. And then committed suicide while awaiting trial. And a few years later, uh, Rhodes, um, after Rhodes graduated from, he joined the Marines Corps. And that was, a, yeah, that, I'm sorry, yeah, I'm wrong. During, it was during the time he was in the Marine Corps when he first went in there that happened to his father. So he was dishonorably discharged for from the Army because of, uh, from the Marine Corps because of his involvement in a robbery. See, things start getting kind of crappy at this point. Now, after his dishonorable discharge from Marines in the late 60s, he went to college, but he dropped out. And he later attempted to join law enforcement, but was was rejected because because of his dishonorable discharge from Marines. And throughout the 70s and 80s, he married three times, having a son with his first wife. And then he found work in stores, supermarket warehouses, and restaurants. He became eventually a long-haul truck driver. Now, this is where all the creepy shit started. Mm -hmm. So, during the 80s, he developed interest in hobbies in the BDSM scene, and it was also during this time he allegedly verbally, physically, and sexually abused his third wife, Deborah Rhodes. Now, uh, Mm. it says uh, he, he would prey on hitchhikers and sex workers starting in the 1970s, early as 1975. Now, his first victims that we knew about were a couple, uh, Patricia Candace Walsh and her husband, Douglas Zakowski, in January 1990. They were hitchhiking. Rhodes picked them up in his long-haul truck, while on a lo- in his truck while on a long-haul journey, and he immediately killed the husband. He, ki- he immediately killed Douglas and dumped his body in Sutton County, Texas. 
It was later found, but he wasn't in, this is 1990, and the man wasn't identified until 1992. He kept uh, Patricia Walsh for over a week, and he tortured and raped her multiple times before mm. dumping her body in Millard County, Utah. Now, come on. Wait, wait, wait. What? Did, did I get what you... Okay, was was she living during all these things, or was he doing... I just want to get that... No, she was living while he was tortured and raped. It's her. still disgusting, but okay, he wasn't keeping the body after. No, well. no, no. He dumped her body after okay, he still, killed her. It's sick no matter what, but I was just wondering... Oh, God. He dumped okay, her body still, after though, he killed ugh. her. Still, okay, I just want to correct that. So, so then he... Um, about a month later, he grabbed an 18-year-old victim who was a drifter who escaped and informed the police. Uh, he was detained. Uh, the victim declined to press charges. The girl was found running. Her hair had been cut off. She was all bloody and everything. And mm. she said that his he he had a section in the back. You know those sections in the back. You ever been in a, in a tractor trailer? Yeah, they have the little area. They have the, the little area where they sleep. Yeah. He had a torture chamber there, with whips and chains and handcuffs and things like that. An S and M. Area. And there was a p- pictures online of him with like some some BDSM outfit on. Yeah, him. yeah, oh. yeah. He almost looks like he should belongs at Southern Deck and then fucking mess. And oh. yeah, there's uh, there's some other really disturbing pictures online we're gonna get to in a little while. Now uh, he tortured this girl and they they wanted to, they held him but she refused to press charges because she was afraid he was gonna come back on at her. And uh, so they couldn't have. Uh, they couldn't. She she said it would be her word against his, and she was afraid he was going to come after her. So they couldn't hold him. They couldn't charge him because she didn't press charges. Ugh. Now she was a she was a um, she was a young girl and she was afraid of him. And that might have been a little Stockholm syndrome. You know, they really when you when somebody's being tortured and raped and everything like that they're afraid they're they're even after the people are caught they're afraid well, i don't know if that's really stockholm because stockholm actually is where the person actually has sympathy and actually likes the person i don't yeah. think this sounds like she actually liked him at all i think it was more of the fear like you're saying it's a fear yeah yeah now this gets really sad um uh 14 year old regina k walters and her boyfriend ricky lee jones Ran away from the Houston sub home suburb of uh, Pasadena, Texas, and they disappeared. Regina's mother put out flyers and everything, and like with the um, with the, the the previous couple, people believed they were picked up by roads. And Jones was the her boyfriend was killed and disposed of, while Regina Walters was kept. Now. Uh, she was missing for quite some time, and Jones's body was was found on March third, nineteen ninety one. But he wasn't identified until July of two thousand eight. And he one of the reasons why they thought they disappeared because Jones was he he was um, on uh, being charged with a robbery, and. Uh, they also thought that he killed, you know, when they found Regina's body, they thought that she was, um, that he killed her. Now, early in, uh, in April 1st, uh, 1990, Highway Trooper Mike Miller of the Arizona Patrol found a truck on I-10 with its hazard lights on. When he investigated the cab, he discovered a nude woman, later identified as Kathleen Vine, handcuffed and screaming. 
and the guy and and the male present who was who was Rhodes. He uh, he said that it was a consensual thing and that they were that she was his BDMS. She was his BDMS partner and all this. And, kind. But uh, uh, patrol uh, patrol trooper Miller wasn't buying it, and he took him in. And uh, he couldn't talk his way out of the situation, so he he turned over his gun and he was arrested and charged with aggravated assault, sexual assault, and unlawful imprisonment. And he left hand, handcuffed. Uh, so he left. They, uh, let, Miller left him handcuffed in the car. So he goes to help the girl. He finds out that the girl is not willing, a willing participant. And when he gets back to the car, Rhodes has uncuffed himself in the back seat of the car. And was getting ready to get out of the car and escape. Oh, God. Well, of course, he, 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 he rustled them down, handcuffed them again. Um, and uh, he said that, uh, he says, what if she would, he would have, you know, he would, he probably was planning to go in there, kill me and kill her, and then just drive off. Probably. And he says, if I wouldn't have left to check on him when I did, both he and the girl would be dead. So, um, so later, um, he held, he held, uh, he had held Regina Waters for a long time. And uh, they found her body inside his house when he, they, they, they got a search warrant for his house and she was in the wall in his house. And it was determined that um, he, uh, they, they found pictures of girls tied up, girls nude. And these pictures are on the internet. There's pictures he has of her with her hair cut all off and a black dress and she has her hands out like stay away from me and she's a frightened look on her face and she uh and he said that those were the pictures he took right before he killed her it was like these, this was minutes before her death and these pictures are online oh my god okay that oh man that that okay that I told you this gets really creepy that's his level this is not just creepy his level of depravity and just it, this is not BDSM. This is someone who. Well, has, no, it's not BDSM. This He's is like serious psychosis. No, no, no. But it's a psychosis to a point where he lives and gets sexual pleasure off these people's fear. Yeah. That's now, disgusting. Now, people, they're sure that there are more. Everybody thinks there's probably been more victims, more murder victims. They just oh, I'm sure. Them. And uh, there are, uh, as early as. As 1975, there are women that have come forward and said that you know, he had picked them up and raped them, but they were so scared they wouldn't they didn't report them. And a lot of them, a lot of them were um, were they, they, there's a prostitutes a a type of woman that work truck stops. They call them lot lizards, and they're the ones that go and turn tricks with truck drivers. So a lot of these women were prostitutes. They were sex workers. And you know, sex workers get a bum rap when it comes to being victims of crime. Yeah. So it was um, a lot of you know a lot of those girls wouldn't have come forward, and some of them, you know, they probably didn't have any family; they were runaways or something. Which is a whole other reason why we we here at at you know uh, open shutters. 
believe are very sex positive about the sex industry where we need to legalize prostitution so it can be regulated and have safe environments for these women and to, I think to the work. attitude towards people who are sex workers has to change no, that's what, they, we need to provide you know, we safe say black lives this matter. is not a safe environment for them no being on, on the but you know how we say black lives matter and 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 gay lives matter and blue lives matter and all this. well these women girls lives matter too their lives definitely matter you know? And uh, yeah, and, and and I mean they have, and some of them have, have mothers and fathers who wonder where they are. Who you know they never hear from their daughter again or their son for that matter. Right. And they don't know what happened. Well, there's to there, there's male sex workers out there. Quite yeah, a bit too, of course. So, so uh, in 1994, he was convicted of uh, first degree murder of Regina K. Walters and sentenced to life in prison without parole at the uh, Menard. Uh, correctional center in Chester, Illinois. Oh. And then he was ex, uh, extradited to Utah in 2005 to be tried for the deaths of Candace Walsh and Douglas Zyskowski. And But the victim's family requested to drop, to drop the charges because he already had a life imprisonment and they didn't want to go through the trial and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, for the murder of Walters, he, um, in exchange for dropping the death penalty, he pled guilty to their deaths and, and received a second life sentence. So uh, he continues to serve life without parole sentence in the Maximum Security Correctional Center. Now, uh, in jail, at some point, he had a stroke. And look at his picture. You see he's got all... Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, my God, why would anybody get in a truck with this guy? But, of course, that wasn't what he looked like back then. They had that one picture. You saw the picture of him with, like, look like he's at Southern Decadence, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that one. Oh, God. He's, um, let me see if I, could, if I could pull up a picture of him, some pictures of him. We may, uh... But what did the morbid girls say about him, you said? Oh, the morbid girls. What was that I was saying that they said? Did they say he looked like Popeye? They said he looked like Popeye because of the stroke, <laughs> yeah. His, his face has a Popeye effect. I thought it was Ash or Elena who said You that. know what? Normally, normally we, we, would, we do not make fun of people that go through things, but this asshole, this fucker, I mean, he deserves to be called whatever. Yeah, really. I mean, come on, With man. all he did to the, these women and men. Just, oh. oh, yeah, there he is. He actually wasn't an unattractive man if you look at it. It's just that we know he's so creepy now. It's just like why? I mean, it's like that's that's where it's like definitely some kind of psychosis going on. I'm wondering if it's even genetic because you're talking about the dad was molesting his father, molesting a twelve year old. Yeah, and honestly, if the dad oh, here's a side by side of him younger and him with the Popeye look. (laughs) And let me tell you, if the father got accused of molesting one I'm sure his father molested other people yeah including who knows what his father maybe have beaten or molested him we don't well, why yeah and why did uh, he commit suicide he must have known that other stuff was going to come out and that he wasn't going to get away with this right so that's where I'm thinking his fought the impact of his father had something to do with I'm going to pull up the picture if it not being just genetics you know now he, this is going to a little bit disturbing but I'm going to show you these pictures anyway um, of Regina right before he killed her. And, and uh, oh, here we go. Look. Look. That's about a minute. That's a couple minutes before he shoots her dead. 
That's fear porn. That's what he's trying yeah. to do. He yeah. probably like he loves capturing that fear moment. And he had he had her in this dress, and she looks. She's like, "Stay away from me, please." And this is fourteen year old girl. Okay, see th- that that is just so weird because there's a lot going on there to unpack with him. It really makes me wonder. Yeah, I want to get rid of this. I don't want to look at this anymore. <laughs> Only thing I'm kind of hoping out of this is that some criminal psychologists really go sit down with him if they haven't already. I'm hoping so. he's he, he's still in there. Yeah, he's I'll 75 years old. Now. I know he's kind of up there. So if they could sit down and find a way to get him to actually talk, maybe find out what the fuck was going on in his head. I don't know, and but it, but I, it's just because this is I got to say this is a bizarre. Of, of, I mean, we've had evil, criminal, we've had, but this is a bizarre. Mentally, this guy is so bizarre. Yeah. Oh, with the torture chamber in the back of the uh, truck. That that alone is bizarre enough. You know, even if he didn't murder people, just that alone in the yeah. truck, to have that in the truck mobile. Yeah, like. And you know, truckers, and you know, and we, and we don't want to be putting any, I'm not, this is not meant to be putting down truckers. This is not meant to be accusing. Uh, people, because there are decent people. No, no, we have several do friends that, sorry, who are truck drivers. Yeah. Uh, do, do that for a living. But it does loan itself to this type of thing. They have the autonomy. They have the... Um, and someone did that. How would you feel? And he says, a day doesn't go by that I don't think about that. And, he's, and he was crying. I only saw my dad cry twice in my lifetime. I only heard my dad cry twice. That day... And the day he talked to me when I was living in New Jersey after Hurricane Katrina, I think he really believed he was never going to see me again. Because he, you know, his health was bad and everything, and he didn't know if I was going to get back to see him before he died. And I said, um, I said, what were you thinking? Were you out of your mind? I said, you know, you let that, you and Uncle Roy both let that Joe influence y'all, and y'all, and, and, and your hatred is more important than anything, isn't it? He goes, oh no, he says, he says, that's something I would never do again. He says, and that's the thing I'm the most ashamed of, of anything I'd ever do. I said, well, okay. Simon, he's thinking these people are disposable. But he picked not- up couples and well, killed the husband. Well, hitchhike, yeah. And, or the boyfriend. And tortures the woman. It's a power thing, too. There's a power. Like I said, there's some effect of his father and all. Yeah. In his upbringing, there has to be an effect about his mo- uh, how he viewed his parents, his mother, and his father. Did they ever say anything about his mother? Did you find anything? No, uh, there's very, very little like, about her. Yeah, if it was... Uh, so uh, that's I, where... I, you know, I, I found very, very little about her, but uh, it's the father. The father, for sure, had some effect. He was, he was raised by, by his mother in the early years, because his father was stationed in the, in the United States Army in West Germany, and when he came back... And I'm wondering if there wasn't any some kind of abuse with the father. Yeah, that's that's. What and I'm um, we're gonna we're gonna check Wikipedia. Yeah. Well, anyhow, like I said, this is why I really hope some criminal psychologists like get to really sit down with him, find out some information. Hopefully, he'll talk. So then, the times when they people get in the later years, they talk, you know, and so maybe he'll open up and talk about things he didn't talk about before. 
I mean, I'm not saying that gives him any warrants or any benefit, but what it does is it gives society a benefit to get that information. It helps us understand the mind of the criminal. Yeah. And, and this is really one of those ones where we really want, on your behalf, kind of, like, you understand? But, yeah, I get your point, though. Yeah, it hit it. It finally hit it home. That I it, can't even That it could have been it. his own son. It could have been his own son that was in that fire. It could have been. I mean, I was only 15 at the time. But it could have, something like that could have happened years later. Well, look. Anytime. Look, we, t- we talked about, uh, like, honestly, and, th- and this is one of the reasons when they talk about, we were just recently talking about the Pulse nightclub. Yeah. In comparison to Upstairs Lounge, it does show at least the way we mourn and how we respect the mourning has come a long way since the Upstairs Lounge. Yeah, that's another thing I told him. I said, didn't you even think about the families of those people who were killed? What did you just think? It was just a bunch of queers so that they, they didn't matter? Those queers had families. Those queers had parents, had children, I know you get- sisters and brothers. Those kids at the movie theater, that just that, that yeah, that was my heart. Yeah, that's terrible. So anyway, um, I got a, a, a little bit lighter tone story for you about this because I'm later on. Well, you need life, no, you needed to tell another, but yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I, well, I, say, I wanted to save this story for after I told that one. Okay. Because just to help people, it has to get breathe. To, it has <laughs> to process a little bit. All right, you remember Marcy Marcel, right? Yes. Okay, Marcy was actually supposed to do the show. That wow. And um, she was getting ready. She was getting dressed. She was getting all her drag together. And she turned on the TV and Jezebel was on with Betty Davis. So she got kind of interested and she was watching it. And she looked and she saw like, oh, God, I don't have much time. I better hurry. So she says, okay, when the commercial comes on, I'll go. So the commercial will come on and then they went back to the movie. So she had to go back and sit and watch the movie. She wound up watching the entire movie and missed uh, everything movie saved her life she always says betty davis saved her life <laughs> anyway i would like oh. yeah none of us would have gotten to know her if she would have it, it, that's one of those things where we well, were she just, was somebody who we was were so... just talking about how the one guy oh was it was named bud or whatever yeah was ill-fated in her aspect though fate stepped in and, and that's one of those things it like, might have been Bo's, bud's time but it wasn't hers it's, it's just, I look at some of those circumstances and it, and it always, it makes me feel kind of creeped out. It's like, this person was spared, that person got put in the play. It, 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 those things just make me think, there is some stuff to this we do not fully understand. Yeah. You know, but, okay, but go ahead, I'm sorry, I just, I just wanted to so mention So anyway, that. um, there were actually some really terrible things that were happen, happened, uh, with the police and with the fire department, and one fireman was heard uh, saying, let the faggots burn. Uh, another one was, um, a, a certain policemen wouldn't do any, you know, wouldn't help go rescue the victims or anything. There was some police. It was a, all this hate and this, thing, this whole incident was treated, was more or less swept under the rug. That is how, how it was for gay LGBT people in those days yeah. and LGBT friendly people in those days. And, th- and that's because it was a mother and two so- straight sons. You're right. And we take for granted, I'm not saying that things are completely perfect now, but w- on both the police force and um, the fire department, we have many LGBTQ plus um, officers and, and firemen now that we didn't have at that time. 
and uh, and actually a lot of times you'll see that is now what is required. It's part of that community policing. When we talk, remember just in that bass, we talk yeah. about the bar culture on that lower end of the quarter. A lot of times they make sure that those cops are actually LGBTQ plus. Now the, the the upstairs lounge was the last of a trilogy of tragic fire yeah uh, incidents. The first one was uh, called the Ralt Center, which is now the Troubadour Hotel. And it, the fire was on, I believe, the... Um, there's fire on... Uh, I forget how many floors. Okay. It wasn't the top floor. It was like the third from the top floor. Yeah. And on the floor right above there was a beauty salon. There were all these ladies getting their hair done. And they, were, they, they had no way out. There were no sprinkler systems, no fire escapes... Of course, you know, the um, the elevators weren't working. And all I could do is jump. And seven women jumped to their deaths. Mm. One survived. That was in November of 1972. A few months later, there was a fire at the downtown Howard Johnson's, which is now Holiday Inn on, on um, Loyola, is it? Or Loyola Boulevard. It was right around the corner, actually, from the Royal Center. And it turned out there was a sniper. He was shooting. Uh, he, he murdered the Honeywood Moon couple. He shot the police chief, Louis Siri, and several other um, people were killed. The entire police department they took to put, take this man down. Wow. Turned out his name was Mark David Essex. He was a mentally ill Vietnam vet. Uh, he was an African-American man that had some racial limit. It was hate crimes because he was an African-American ha- man that hated white people. Yeah, you know, that's a hate crime. You know, it wasn't It wasn't just, that it was, you know, they were in the, it wasn't like the pizza boy in the neighborhood that got shot. That's not a hate crime. But this man was targeting a certain group of people. Mm. So that's what it was. And then, of course, this was, that was January of 73, and this was June of 73. And these three incidents changed the fire laws in codes, in yeah. Louisiana. We, you know, the sprinkler systems, they all have to have sprinkler systems now. They all have to have a means of escape. They didn't even have cherry pickers to get that those ladies out of that. Um, uh, you know, the fire department didn't even have cherry pickers at the time to get those ladies out of that building. Yeah, I mean, it's so much, it's just weird you're talking about this, because it's like, so much when we look back and we're doing research on other cases and other things, the 70s, a lot of things had to happen in the 70s to really get just building codes, period, up to snuff. Yeah, because New Orleans stayed so behind the times during the, yeah. the 20, New Orleans was a major city in the uh, the, the you know the 18th and 19th century, especially in the 19th. Century. <laughs> well, and of course, which on I think eventually we're going to do and we look at it, but uh, <laughs> it wasn't until the 2000s we truly looked at what flooding and water could do. <laughs> yeah, like we never we just accepted some of it up to a point, but we didn't really think how bad really could have been. So that's not that far back. That's within just the last 20 years we've been awoken to what water can do. But thankfully, in the seventies, you're right. A lot of things across the country, firewise, changed, changed what the code was. Well, there's some, um, some, a few little things on the Wikipedia page that I kind of like to give. Sure. Um, in 2013, 13, 
noting the 40th anniversary of the fire, a Roman Catholic Archbishop of New Orleans, Gregory Michael Amon, issued a statement of regret that his predecessor, Archbishop Philip Hannon, and the local church leadership ignored the arson attack. Amon wrote to Time Magazine that, in retrospect, if we did not release a statement, we sh should be, we should have, have to be in solitary with the victims and their families. The church does not condone violence and hatred. If we did not extend our care and condolences, I deeply apologize. Good for you. And uh, there is, there's a, um, when there was a, was a movie? Yeah, 2015, the 42nd anniversary of um, the Upstairs Lounge fire arson. Upstairs Infernal, a feature-length documentary about the tragedy written, directed, and produced by Robert L. Camilla, Camina, who we mentioned earlier, had its world premiere at the, at the Britannia Theater in New Orleans. I think you can buy it on Amazon Prime, I think. I think you actually can stream it, Or rent too. it. And the narration was Maybe, yeah, yeah narration was um, was provided by New Orleans' own New York Times best-selling author Christopher Rice, son of Anne, of novelist Anne Rice. And um, on February two thousand seventeen, Upstairs Infernal was invited to screen at the Library of Congress. Uh, start starting with the world premiere, public screenings of Upstairs Infernal have been included in New Orleans Upstairs Arson Anniversary com com commemorations repeatedly. And in 2017, there was an off um, off Broadway musical called "The View Upstairs" about the Upstairs Lounge, opened at the Lynn Redgrave Theater in New York City. And. Hmm. And there is an actual, I don't know if we meant, I think we sort of mentioned, I think you did mention it briefly. If not, there is an actual historical marker. There is a plaque on the, out, out there on... Um, yeah, there's a plaque out, out there. Yeah, yeah, cause with, 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 I think it even, ha haven't they put the names and everything on there? I used, yeah, Everything's I used to there. bring my tours. To, there were certain yeah. tours that uh, I used to bring to see it. I think they even fixed, when this other stuff, I think they were commissioned to actually fix and put the other two new names on there as well. I'd have to go back and check, but I think they did do that. So anyway, um, I want what I want you guys to do is um, go to our Frank Perez interview. That's a, the, the other episode that we recorded today. You'll learn a lot more about the uh, about the history of New Orleans, and um, check out the Upstairs Inferno movie. It's, uh, I haven't seen it yet, but I got to see it. Um, also, um, I just urging everybody, don't do things, even if it's people you think you don't like, even if it's Nazis, don't mess with somebody's memorial stuff. Don't pick at their funeral. Yeah. You know, come on now. You know, and really and truly, I'm this close to calling my dad a hemorrhoid with legs. Because really, know? that's what that's what makes us civilized human beings. They actually have all. If we, I know I'm bringing down the anthropology part of it, but like, what made us civilized human beings is when we started to commemorate and respect our dead. Would you look? That was one of the first key factors of how we became civilized humans. So we're asking you to do the same when there, even if you, like he's saying, if someone doesn't agree, when there is death, when there is memorial, let's honor that. 
I'm still I, I'm still real and I still haven't really absorbed my dad doing that and I found out I mean my dad's been dead for uh, what what is it it's 2008 that's like 13 years ago yeah he's been dead for 13 years ago and it was years before that that I found out about it and I well, never told him it's a hard it. pill to swallow that know that your family actually devalues someone devalues human life well, I'm, I, my dad was influenced. I'm, I'm, I'm not making excuses, but he was influenced by that horrible man. And I used to tell him how horrible that man but was. But you understand, just like you're saying, he was influenced by the horrible man. Masses of people can be influenced by someone. To yeah, well, that's, and that's the problem. That's why as well hate groups and everything come in. That's how they start, and it's usually decent people that sometimes maybe feel like they're wrong by somebody. They feel like somebody's getting an opportunity. Somebody's take. My dad used to say things about African American people. He used to say, "If we don't stop them, they're going to take everything from us." I never did understand wow. what they were supposed to take from us. It's the same thing now that they're doing to the immigrants. Like yeah, a lot of you hear these. If we don't say, stop, they're going to yeah. take everything we have. Nobody wanted anything you had. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, Check out Frank Perez's uh, interview, and um, you can follow us on Twitter at A Shothers, uh, Instagram at Open Shothers Podcast, our Facebook business page is Open Shothers a Creepy Podcast, our Facebook group is the official page for Open Shothers a Creepy Podcast. Uh, we have what else we have? Oh, Patreon, right? Uh, www.patreon.com slash open shutters and our email is open shutters at yahoo.com and I'd like to hear back for some people how you feel about this and uh, don't I know if, even if you discussed it about what my dad did don't blame me for it please that's all I ask because I'm as disgusted by it as you are so well Philip it's been quite an episode hasn't it intense very intense so once again, we want to remind you, enjoy the view from the open shutters. But don't fall out the window. Unless you're knocking down flyer, fires of dead people. Then you can fall right into the fire. Or unless you're saying, let the faggots burn, fall into the fucking fire. Thank you, you guys. Bye-bye. Thank you, bye.